This is a Life School podcast, episode number 120, and today we're going to talk about this word missional and the reality of a missional church and why it scares most pastors to death. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. podcast where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith in every area of life. We say that this is the stuff your parents, your teachers, and your pastors forgot to tell you about. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Heath Hollinsby, good good to see you, my brother. Yeah, man. Good to see you as well. Always good to do these, these uh, podcasts, these shows together. I feel like we're the lucky ones where we, I get my heart connected yeah. On the most important stuff we can think of every week <laughs> uh, with a brother who I trust. This is great, man. Thank yeah, man. you. Today we, uh, we're going deep into the, uh, the wheelhouse, something that you've been living for years and I fell in love with a few years back, and it's this concept of, of a missional lifestyle. And um, I've, heard this, I've heard this phrase, missional, just... How long now? How long have you heard it? When's the first time you heard missional? Uh, Am I supposed to know what that means? Like, yeah, I think 2012, maybe? And really? Yeah, maybe thirteen, and then I, it I became... probably heard it in two thousand two. Oh wow! And like no one was talking about it, but I read it in like a Erwin McManus book or something. It was like missional. Who is this guy? It must yeah. be connected to missions. Yeah, or missionaries. Some... Yeah. yeah, something. And since then, you know, in the church world, at least this has become probably in the last ten years one of the most sexy catchphrase words that everyone's talking about. Everyone thinks they got the grasp on it. <laughs> uh, I've read books and. Yeah, I mean, you have well, and everybody thinks they know what it is, right? Yeah. And a lot of my, you know, people who follow my writings or have listened to podcasts or go to my site a lot, they'll probably know a lot more about this, and they, this won't be surprising to them today. But maybe even if they feel a little more versed in this, like yeah. they're living the life they've been uh, and following along for you know years, uh, maybe it'll help them be able to understand and break it down and describe it to others as well. See, that would be helpful because I've got even friends who go like, yeah, you know, I live really missional in my neighborhood. I'm like, okay, what does that look like? What's it like with your neighbors? They're like, oh, we don't, we don't know our neighbors. <laughs> like, I think so you missed the mark somewhere. <laughs> how, did, how does one equal? Yeah. yeah don't just take the I had cool a, phrase. I had a young missionary kid, like 21, 22. Hmm. Uh, that's not that's so young, but you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, just this week, he was, you know, he, he called and he wanted some advice on his life and what God's telling him to do and wanted me to confirm it. And I'm like, ah, I don't know you that well, bro. Yeah. And and then, and one of the things he kind of snuck in after the whole conversation, he goes, and it was almost like it was a, a like a marketing option or something. He goes, hey, so what do you think? Is this missional thing real? Is like it going to last? Hmm. So it was not only brand new to him, even though he is part of one of the largest mission organizations on the planet. Wow. They, And by the definition I was giving him, which is what we'll talk about today, he was like, uh, we're not doing much of that, even wow. though they're a missions organization. Um, he wanted to know, is it going to last? Like, And that, that like it, it stopped me in my tracks a little bit because as we're going to talk about here in a second... Uh, it it has never gone away. Actually, <laughs> uh, the church just got on the wrong train and headed the wrong direction. Yep. Um, but it, God's plan A was always going forward, and and it kind of broke my heart a little bit that this young guy, super excited yeah. about his life and giving it to God, like trying hard to give his life away for mm. you know the gospel. It was brand new thinking, and even as I flushed it out, so not from a terminology standpoint, but sure. a reality. You think that's going to happen? Meaning. Is God's thing gonna really yeah. work and is stick in the church? Still? I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> well, let's get into it. So we hear a lot of, as we've talked, mission. Hey, warning, uh, uh, warning. Okay. We're gonna pick a few scabs today. Okay. And on, you know, on 
some of our friends and leaders that we love and like guys we love you yeah you're completely loved in christ it's good and you know the little bit of salt that's going to land in some of all of our wounds yep salt's a cleanser you know it's going (laughs) to clean us sure though it stings and hurts like crazy all right so sometimes the reality of you know like i remember one time with my daughter and i we got on a subway in new york when i was living in manhattan Hmm. and we ended up like 400 blocks north of Harlem, you know, in the uh-huh. middle of the night. And we went like, oh, wrong train. It felt like the same train. It looked, <laughs> it looked just like same. all the other trains. Yeah, and so we same. got off and got on, and it took a long time to get back to our stop. But mm-hmm. we eventually did. Yeah. A little analogy for us there at the beginning. Love it. How you like that, Heath? Bonus analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I really dig that. Okay, so uh, let's talk about missional. We had said already, it's kind of the sexy phrase that everyone's using. Everybody might be even abusing it or thinking they know what it means and not fully getting it. How would you unpack this concept? And I know that's a huge question, yeah. but unpack the concept of missional. Allow me to ramble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll try not to be. Um, okay, so uh, I don't like to make cases semantically, okay? But the word missional does come from mission, and, and mission and missionary, and all of that comes from this idea of, of sentness. Mm-hmm. It just does from Scripture. Like when Jesus said, go and you know make disciples— and so I, I've, I've been sent, so I send you. That sent one, sentness, that's... I'm not going to do a Greek study today on, the, on life school. Okay? Sure. <laughs> it's not about that. But it's this idea of... Um, so when Jesus said that in Matthew, hey, I'm going now, but mm-hmm. here's the good news. I'll never leave you, forsake you. I'll always be with you. I'm going to be in you with my own actual spirit now. Yeah. And so go do everything I've done with you. Teach what I've taught. Teach others this way. Go make disciples. In all the worlds, go. So that's that sending, right? Yep. As I've been sent, so I now send you. So, so in that concept right there in Matthew twenty-eight, in that verse rather, uh, Jesus gives us oh so much. It's just the most packedest of verses. It sure. really is. And so, it, to say we're missional would say, hey, we're on God's mission. Okay. Baseline. Okay. So now every church would go, yep, check the box. We're on God's mission. Mm, are we? Yeah. Okay. Um, what was Jesus' mission? He gave the church. There's only one. There's only one right answer. I'm not kidding you. It's go and make disciples. Yeah. Jesus didn't say, "Hey, I'm going now to be with the Father. Please make sure you get those timers set up on the screen Sunday so people make it into the sanctuary on time." You know. He, you know. <laughs> he didn't say, hey, "I'm going to be with my Father." And as I was sent, so I send you. And he breathed the Holy Spirit on him. So tighten up that worship set. You know. Yeah. Or, you know, a huge Christmas production. (laughs) He never said that. Now, we get to do all those things. I'm kind of, this is where I'm poking a little bit of fun, picking a few scabs, but that's not missional, okay? Just, uh, 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 warning. That's not missional, okay? Throwing church services is not inherently missional on of itself because it's a come and see Hmm. versus a go and make sort of move. And Jesus said, go and make. So just right there, now, there again, that's not a slam on our church services. Yeah. We we love them. We get to. I think it's super valuable. We've talked about that in other episodes. Yep. But that's not missional. So back to the core. What is the mission Jesus gave the church? There's only one answer. Go and make disciples. So a missional lifestyle or a missional community mm-hmm. or a missional church would be one where they're radically reoriented their lives mm. around the mission. Let me say it another way. We have radically reoriented our lives around making disciples. Hmm. Now, we've said this a lot. I'm going to say it again. Discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief to belief in every area of life. Right. It's the process of our sanctification that way and us helping other people move from unbelief about who's God and what's he up to and what's true of him and what's true of us. 
moving from unbelief to belief mm. in every area of life. You know, we've talked about like our family life, our marriages, how we spend our money, how we spend our time. Sure. Right? Last week we talked about Sabbath in episode 119. Amazing. Like, yeah. what does it really look like to Sabbath? Like, well, part, right? That's, does the gospel speak into that? Absolutely. It's a gospel issue. And so we're helping people do that. That's what discipleship is in every area of life. Guess what? That would mean that we would have to be engaging people in every area of their lives. Yeah. There's no way to do that sitting in rows. And hearing a 45-minute, 30, 45-minute message, like we can speak about certain things, but we can't engage and help people necessarily move from unbelief to belief in every area of their life if we're not seeing and touching yeah. and getting a pulse engaging on engaging yeah. every area of life, right? Yeah. And, you know, you and I have been got, begun doing more and more of our life together. Yep. And guess what? We can see a lot more of the reality of where we're living in belief and unbelief than we used to be able to, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Good and bad, right? Yep. But that's what that's what missional is actually all about. So at the core of it, what is missional? Missional is we have radically reoriented our lives, mm-hmm. our community focus and time use, sure. our church focus, all of that around the mission that Jesus gave the church, and that's making disciples. That's at the core missional. So mm. let me give you a few things what missional is not. Okay. Missional is not, hey, our small group started doing a quarterly or monthly or an annual or whatever you want to do, um, or our church started doing the annual great day of service. Yeah. Like, is that a good thing? Like, we're going to all get together and, like, sure. use the oomph of our family to go out and bless the city or clean up a park or, you know, just whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a million things that our cities all need. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it's Absolutely. a beautiful thing. Does it show love and care and our servant identity? Absolutely. But is it missional inherently? No, because it's not specifically about making disciples. Hmm. Now, it can be because if you're out doing those things to build relationships and invite people to the table and invite them into the rhythms of your life, invite them into a new lifestyle where they're moving from unbelief to belief about who God is and what Christ has done for them, and that's Christians and non-Christians I'm talking about here, then it can be missional. But the inherent small group that like studies the sermon notes, you know, from Sunday on Wednesday night or Tuesday night, yeah. and then they once a month or once a quarter or once a year go out and like, hey, we clean up the trails, you know, in the local hiking thing, or we go to the coast and we pick up trash, whatever. Good thing, don't call that missional. Yeah. And I've had so many churches he tell me, you know, we've just last few years, it's been a lot of work, but we've moved all of our small groups to missional communities. I'm like, tell me about them. They're exactly the same as they always were. But now they kind of forced them all, kind of legally, you know, legalized, you know, yeah. made them pick a service project. Now, I think it's better than not. There again, it sure. sounds like it's I'm engaging. Yeah. But this is where I'm pouring salt in the wounds a little bit. Like, uh, I'm not saying stop doing those things. Yeah. But if you're not making disciples in every area of life, you're not starting to do life on life, life in community, life on mission, then yeah. you're not a missional community or a missional church, or you don't have a missional lifestyle. Like your friend said, yeah, I'm super missional in my neighborhood. Tell me about that. Yeah, I hate my neighbors. I don't, you know. In one of my books, I share a story of a, uh, of a couple, um, a little bit older couple that were really cool, and, and they were like all about missional, man, and everything. They started hanging out with our, you know, our church community and all, and uh, getting involved in missional communities. And um, Jeff and I had, uh, Jeff Anderstelt and I had lunch with them one day, and it was like, they were telling us all about how awesome it was, and they were trying to, they really wanted us to know as their pastors and elders, we're in, man, this whole yeah. missional thing. And then I started seeing all these kids playing in the neighborhood. It was like the most wonderful neighborhood, right? People wow. out and about and kids. And I was like, tell me about that family. Nah, I don't know those people. Like, tell me about that family. We've never met them. Do you invite these kids over? Like, you, you're you like mm. kind of semi-retired. Like, oh, I don't want those kids over here. Like, mm. literally, that, like, that breaks. I was like, what do you mean? 
well, look around. We got a lot of nice stuff. We spent our whole lives kind of like, this is our like dream house. And the kids getting here, it's all getting broken. And I won't have to put it up and down, put it up and down. And I was just heartbroken. Oh, yeah. But they were, the lunch was about how missional they were and how much more engaging they wanted to be missionally. And we said, well, yeah, but what? Wait, hold on. It wasn't that long before they kind of left the community because they, they really didn't want to live missional. Yeah. It was sexy. They they liked the idea of sounding like we're, you know, we're getting hip to what's going on in the church these days. And yep. it's kind of like, you know, when the small group thing got started, it's like, no. And so, like I want to say, this isn't the new hip thing. Yeah. This is what Jesus did. This is what Jesus said to his disciples to do. This is only what you see in Acts. Yeah. It's all we see is oikoses, i.e. households, smaller communities of people, living on the mission of helping people understand who God is and move from unbelief to belief about him in every area of life. In other words, discipleship. Well, and you see that in the way even Jesus called his his own disciples. It was a, come and see how I live. It wasn't, hey, we're going to jump into this program, we're going to do small group here, we're going to go to uh, the synagogues together every day. It was, come and see how I live, and then all of life eventually will start aligning itself to... You ever, you ever freak out to a little bit and wonder why, like, why didn't Jesus, when he had three whole years with the with the 12 numbskulls, <laughs> why, I mean, disciples, um, uh, I mean, apostles, I mean, yeah. why didn't, why don't we see any evidence if he goes like, okay, listen, we've been hanging out for about a year now, you're starting to kind of get it. Yeah. Um. So what we're going to start doing is we're going to start going to the poorest part of Jerusalem and we're going to feed everybody. Hmm. Uh, or we're going to... We're gonna. We're starting the new um, leper ministry. We're starting the new leper <laughs> ministry. We've named it. I've got some special little, you know, rags that we're gonna have our logo on, and all, you know, it's like yeah. whatever. Like, never did it. Now, along the way, did he meet all those needs as he ran into them? Yep. Sure. Did he uh, teach in the moment and always connect it back to his father's heart, yep. who God is, and what's up, and what's true of you, and why we just got to do this? Yep, every time. And there again, this isn't saying don't have those kind of ministries. Don't go feed the homeless in your city mm-hmm. or don't serve the least of... No, we're, we're, we're called to love mercy and do justice. And the word justice means to restore. Mm. So... That's good, man. Yeah, you know, like what was he up to? That's what he's up to. But he never kind of had these programs built. It was always along the way in everyday life. And he didn't try to jam it into an hour and a half one day a week on, sure. the, on the Sabbath day or whatever. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, a question that I would have for you is when... I've got many friends and even some neighbors, and we're all different churches, and we all have different ways of what we're being taught in our Sunday mornings. The concept of missional, when played out, of it's engaging your neighborhood. They're it's, all missional, right? Everybody yeah, says everyone's that. missional, right? Yeah, cool. You can't not be anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people have really have a hard time of uh, treading the, how do I be missional, but also uh, maintain a healthy church rhythm uh, where I go here on Sundays, and I'm part of a Bible study, and I really don't have time for... For my neighbors, because I'm so slammed over here. Uh, how, is it possible to do both, or what is that? Yeah, on Sunday, all I'm hearing about is love your neighbors, reach out to them, include them in your life. Yeah. But then there's also the other 11 things I'm supposed to show back up at the building to do and serve at. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? It's like I have no nights free to know my neighbors. I can't go out and have a beer I know, with some neighbors. I call you, because... I swear you're at like a worship team rehearsal or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, it's not. I right. practice a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just get better, okay? You don't have to practice. <laughs> Like you've been doing this like professionally for like a zillion years. This should be good by now. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, is it possible to do both? Yeah, absolutely is. But this is where, okay, I'm, I'm getting to the point where why does it scare most pastors to death? Yep. Is because let me just say this. It is, I believe, infinitely easier to plan out and pull off 
pull together and pull off a killer Sunday service. Sure. Or even if you're doing two, because you know you're a bigger church, or three, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's infinitely easier, and to motivate people to show up, do your do your band practice, show up, do the set, you know, get every yeah. claps, everything. Man, it was awesome, you know. That is infinitely easier than hey, um, radically reorient your whole entire life around a community of disciple makers and being and making disciples. Hmm. That is. It is so much easier, right? Yep. Now, does that mean we have to go, well, which is it going to be, one or the other? I do think we have to pick our lead horse. Okay. In other words, if we're a church that says, because I have so many guys go like, no, we're going to knock it out of the park on Sunday, and we're going to live super missional lives all week. Uh, rare, if ever, That's as a pretty church, hard. I'm seeing pulling that off. I, I have a few examples in my mind. I'm not going to say who they are. I'm not trying to elevate or de-elevate anybody, but... Hmm. You kind of got to pick your lead horse because here's the thing. Uh, think of it like horse and cart. Okay. How many things can a cart be filled with that the horse can pull? Only so many. Yeah. And so what happens is most churches are going like, our cart's really full. Like we're busy. We're trying to make, always make Sunday a better experience, deeper teaching, you know, more welcoming, all the right stuff, right? Yep. And so the cart is full and the staff feels it. They're mm-hmm. busy. They don't have, the staff has no time. So how would the people, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're supposed to lead them in a missional life, but our cart is super full. And then... The church, the pastor, whoever goes, hey, we got to be more missional. I, I just read this book where I went to a conference. I heard Cesar Kalinowski speaking on, or, you know, <laughs> Alan Hirsch or somebody, you know. Sure. And they're like, we have to. And you know what we do? We throw it in the cart. We go, oh, yeah, missional. One more thing to chuck in the cart. Yeah. But we never took anything out of the cart. And so you got to decide. And in our tribe, we say, well, we really do believe that the that the the, the missional community, your mm-hmm. oikos, your extended family, live in life together and making disciples that make disciples. So your family on mission, as it were, sure. is the primary organizing structure of the church. Hmm. And so we're going to prioritize that Over, really big because yeah. that's six days a week and 22 hours, and that killer Sunday is two hours. And so let's rightly prioritize our time as leaders and our budgets and what we promote and speak to and yeah. what our sermons are all about. And if I'm not living a life like that, it'll never show up in my sermons, hmm. right? And yeah. so this is why it scares most pastors to death. I'm just going to get there. you got to be living a life on mission. You've got to have radically reoriented, reoriented your family life and your weekends hmm. and what you're doing with people and how you're meeting people of peace and how you're intentionally incorporating them into the rhythms of your family and community life if you're ever going to lead your church there. Yeah. And so I, I, I know lots and lots of people, and I know lots and lots of churches and pastors, and the ones that are truly moving towards mission and making that transition are the ones where all the leadership is going, I am going to prioritize that. That's yeah. my lead horse. And, and then when we gather on Sunday, it's all about reinforcing that. It's not it's not a both and or an instead of and, or we'll let our people pick. Do you like prefer Sunday or do you prefer community life? And a sure. lot of churches like they're like, we're an and church. Okay. Hugh Halter and Matt Smay wrote a book called And. Yep. And 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 the church read it and went like, see, we can do both, or we can give people both options. Uh go back and read that book a little closer. That's not what they say. Hmm. They say we are both gathered and scattered as a people. We always have been. Sure. And so can we do both? Yeah. But what's your priority going to be and which one serves which? And so what I'll say is if you're Sunday, if you're big gathering awesome times together, yep. don't serve the mission of making disciples in all of life and feed and equip and, and just pour the love and encouragement to that lifestyle sure. of your people, then, then you're not a missional church. Yeah. You know, you're just not. And, and if you don't live it, 
pastors listening, if you don't live it, elders listening, I mean, really live it, then you will not lead anybody else to do it. You'll, you'll, people will just have sort of the option to do it yeah. while you kind of focus over here on the, on the important Sunday thing. I, I'm just speaking super frank here, bro. Well, and that's uh, something that I'm thinking about is it is the call of the pastor as well. If, if nobody in your congregation knows how to make disciples, you got to maybe shut things down for a few minutes and, and rethink what's going on. How about this? On. How about I've done this at conferences, Heath, hundreds of pastors in a room. I'll say, how many of you guys were deeply discipled, like in everyday life rhythms, where you got to see how the gospel connected to every part of your life, mm-hmm. and people saw every part of your life, and they spoke into it, and they got to? How many How many were discipled like that? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Out of like 100, it'd be like one hand, two hands. Yeah. So like now we're saying, now go out and help your people make disciples. Or worse yet, you go tell them, we got to start making disciples. They don't know how, because what? Because yeah. you don't know how. And that's okay. Start where you're at. Here's another reason why missional, like a true missional community, True missional church focused on lifestyle of discipleship scares the heck out of our pastors okay. and elders and all. Finances, yeah, finances. I had kind of working yourself out. I of had a job. prof. <laughs> I had a prof uh, at uh, theological seminary hmm. uh, have me take one of his classes, and he introduced me, and he goes, "Listen, everything that Caesar's going to tell you today is biblical. It's true. You're going to love it. It's crazy, but you're going to immediately go like, hey, wait a minute. Why doesn't my church look more like this? Or why doesn't my pastor preach about this from the pulpit? Hmm. I'm going to tell you, your pastor will believe all this.'" He'll say, yep, it's biblical, and he'll only have one problem with it, financial. He won't have a theological problem with it hmm. or you know, or an ecclesiological problem with it. He'll have a financial problem with it, and this is part of why it scares it. And no one wants to say it because we don't want to betray our own hearts. But sure. but I, you know, behind closed doors, I've had enough yeah. people go like, dude, this is so amazing, but can I ask you like a really hard question? How do you collect the tithe? Yeah. If they're not coming on Sunday, or or if they are coming on Sunday, but they're really pouring their life and their resources and time and focus into their neighborhoods and brokenness there, does that does that going to erode the giving? Because I mean, God, man, we got a giant mortgage here on this building, or we're yeah. in the middle of a capital campaign trying to expand the heck out of this, right? So we can do more programming here. So back to that, like you got to pick your lead horse. Maybe you don't need the new youth wing. Maybe you need to engage your youth. At the Y and at the you know hmm. the center in town and in your neighborhoods and at the high schools and you know in the gyms and all that stuff right or you know what I mean yeah. or maybe maybe the old sound system's good enough for the three camp songs on Sunday like just get a pro in to tweak it for you or something you know what I mean like yeah. maybe you don't need a whole twenty thousand I don't know you know what I mean sure I, I'm not here to tell it's people. a reorienting of how you think about it's everything it's a reorientation though. of this yep. and so this is why it's scary because you like if my people really start living life all of life on mission what if they're too busy to come every Sunday. Well, mm-hmm. we already know it. Like nationally, I think the average like super committed Christian goes to church. What is it now? Two point three times a month or something? Yeah, it's like one point seven. One point seven or something, yeah. right? Well, I hope it's because they're actually engaging their neighbors better. Hmm. I don't know if that's the case, but I will say this: often, yeah. um, often when people are engaging their neighborhoods well and starting to live a missional lifestyle. Um, they fall deeper in love with their own community, and they really need the word. Because like man, it's we're on the battlefield now. Sure. Like, and we need we need to know the word. We need to sit under good teaching and all that. And and guess what? Missional churches they never have giving problems. I don't think hmm. because people are like they're all in. They're like more New Testament. Sure, there's no New Testament tithe situation really. That's a that's your tutor. Let the tithe be your tutor. New Testament all in. It's a lifestyle. Yep, we're in right. Churches don't have to fear that, but it scares it scares us because we yeah. look at those huge budgets and we go like. 
oh man, if I really, no, you know, we should probably go ahead and just get in like a, one of those programs where we teach our people how to tithe and save 10%, you know, like 10, 10, Where's 80. Dave Ramsey? Yeah, yeah. Where's Dave <laughs> yeah. Ramsey when you need him? Like, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and that's not a slam on Dave. No. We'll talk about him in a different episode. No. <laughs> Maybe we'll have him on. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Dave, if you're listening, send me an email. Dave, if you're listening, this is the biggest podcast ever in human <laughs> internet history. So it seems as we're wrapping up um, that this is really a whole new way of doing church and life than what we're used to. Uh, this reorientation, it affects budgets, it affects schedules, it affects um, uh, timing and priority. What are Our some... family life? Yeah, my everything. wife will never live this way. Uh, you know, my kids won't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to try because if I can't live it, I don't want to be authentic, so I won't be fake. So I won't. Yeah. Oh, come on. I spend three hours a day in traffic. I, I get home. I'm All exhausted. Yeah. I need to spend time with my family. Ouch. Sorry. Yep. Uh, what are some of the things that you see are going to initially shock people who decide that this is a way that they really want to start living? Um, and I'm thinking more along the lines of like, hey, if you start doing this, it's going to affect your budget. You're going to have to reorient Go. time your neighborhood. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, you're gonna... That's it. It is. It's budget. It's our schedules. It's our family life. Yeah. It's our time. Hmm. I can remember you know, working at the mega church. Many, many, many days a week, many, many hours a week. And I would drive home, push the button, go into my drive, you know, my door, my garage, come in. Shuts boom, right behind you. Done. I didn't know my neighbors. I didn't know. I remember I remember the day the dime dropped. You don't know a single lost person. Hmm. And I hate that term. Let me back that up. <laughs> you don't know a single person who's not walking with Christ, not a Christian. Yeah. Right? You just wow. don't. And I was like, wow. So guess what? How am I supposed to lead then? Other Christians. This is my job. I'm at yeah. the church. I'm a pastor. How am I supposed to lead anybody else in that, right? So it's immediately, you got to, that's why I'm saying you got to start taking some stuff out of the cart. Yeah. Like, what if you just go, listen, I'm going to start, I'm leading, I get to make this decision, I'm a senior pastor. 10% of your time on staff, starting next week, has to be outside this campus with humans. Hmm. And you're not, it's not like, well, I met at a cafe with my worship leader to plan this out. No, I'm talking about that. Like, yeah. it's part of your job, 10%. Okay, and guess what? Next year it's twenty five percent, and we're gonna trust God that everything will still get done around here. Yeah, right. What if it's stuff like that? What if you're going like, you know what? I'm gonna start having a, a, one night a week where our small group is gonna say we're gonna have not yet believers over for dinner, in addition to our small group time, like without totally unpacking the Bible and taking them through Ephesians. We're just right? gonna we're love just gonna on some not yet believing friends yeah. and have them over and see where God goes and see if we can start helping them move from unbelief to belief about who this God is and His family. Mm-hmm. and what he's like, and how he created them to be, right? And yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's those kind of things that sound shocking at first, but it's like, if you don't start making those, yeah. you know, people come and they get the super long training from us and launch, yep. right? And it's like 18 months long, we coach every week, and it's deep trainings, and it's really interactive. The ones that crush it are the ones that go home and they live it, and then they go, oh, this isn't actually all that hard, but I did have to die to a bunch of my old patterns and grooves. Yeah. And pain. There's pain to it. There's pain to <laughs> yeah. dying, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Dude, this conversation could go for five hours, or maybe we should do a little series coming up on a couple weeks Shifting in a row. Shifting from traditional to missional. Yeah, yeah that'd be kind of cool. It. So uh, as we close up, we do our big three every week. These are the takeaways. We want three things people can actually stop right now and uh, start implementing in their life. Uh, and we give away for free every week by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 120. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 120. That's for this week's big three. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Caesar, what would those uh, big three be for uh, this episode? Okay, pal. So last episode, um, we did something with the big three, and I want to try it again. I'm going to connect this week's big three to sort of a head, heart, hands theme again, okay? okay. And so head, right, what is it we need to know? 
right, in our noggins. Um, uh, second, heart, what do we need to believe differently about all this in missional living? And then three, what do we now get to do concerning this understanding of missional? Okay, mm. so real quickly, we're kind of running out of time. Big three. Number one, know that a true missional community is the primary organizing structure of the church. Okay. It is. It's not, I don't think it's opinion. I think it's scriptural and, and anybody wants to write me and show me that that's not the core yeah. <laughs> all through Acts, like, Please, I, you won't be able to. Um, the communities were called oikoses in Scripture, which is the Greek word for the church. And, and while it's awesome that we can have larger gathered celebrations you know, for loads of Christians, a lifestyle of discipleship with a close group of people and our friends and neighbors was always God's plan A for the church. Yep. Know that. It just it was. Okay, that's a head. Yep, head. To believe that living a life on mission, so making disciples in all of life, starts with you. Hmm got to believe that. And if you're a leader, a pastor, or elder in your church, your highest calling and honor is to give your life to a community that's making disciples. Yeah. And even if your gift is preaching, then then still you got to live it, right? Yep. Your highest calling is going to be that. This is a lifestyle and not a series of events or a next sermon series. This will take every part of your life. And this is how Jesus said we would find true life. Yeah. And I want to remind you too, believe this. God loves you right where you're at. So if you go like, wow, man, this is super convicting, yep. know that you're still perfectly loved. And you can listen to this and make no changes. You're exactly the same loved. I just want to remind people that. Yeah. There's no condemnation right in Christ. The gospel is that big. Three, this kind of gets to the hands. Get the equipping. Let me say this again. So three, this is sort of the hands part. Get the equipping that you need to break old patterns and start to lead others on mission. If you've never been discipled in a way where the gospel was applied and transformed every area of your everyday life, you're going to need to humble yourself hmm. and start slow, right? I wrote a book, Small, small is Big, Slow is Fast. You got to start where you're at, and it, you might have to humble yourself under some people who maybe they're younger than you, maybe they've not been Christians this long, but they're living this way, yep. um, or get some training. But I also want to invite you know all of you who are listening to um, a free webinar, but also, uh, and that webinar is going to like, just bless you and how do I begin to live this life you know the gospel and everyday life and all that but uh, it's going to also it's going to share with you and invite you to do this with me to do this with Heath and I uh, we've got some training coming up here yep. that's deeper it's kind of lifestyle on mission training it's called launch and we'll tell you all about it but I want to I want to invite you to this webinar that'll be free and you'll love it and um send you some information on that but some of you are going to want to invest in this where we can go on an 18 month journey together yeah. with Heath and some of the folks in our community and we do it right here in my house actually right in my neighborhood and it's a big commitment I was going to say it's not going to be for everybody it is for the people who listen to this and going like I seriously have to take the third of the big three serious and get some training yeah. so I will send you information about launch and that free webinar and then the additional training if you want it, okay? Yeah, come hang out with us. So those are the big three. Again, you can get that by visiting 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 120. You'll get the uh, big three as well as all those extra resources and the invitation to Caesar's free webinar, which is the gospel in everyday life. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but um, next week on the Life School podcast, we're going to talk about time management. Not, not just about how to jam more into your day, but how to get more life actually into your life uh it's a different concept that? different time management what yeah. <laughs> no it's about living better yeah so uh we hope you join us for that that'll be next week uh, thanks yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for, for joining us here. we'll see you next week for more information please visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast wow.